We're going to talk about scriptural mental health. We're going to look at Philippians 4, 6 through 9 tonight. Let me begin by making two statements of extremely obvious facts, all right? The first statement of an extremely obvious fact, mental health means having a healthy mind. Wow. Is that brilliant or what? Mental health means having a healthy mind. The second statement of an extremely obvious fact, a healthy mind means thinking healthy thoughts. All right, so let those sink in a little bit. Number one, mental health means having a healthy mind. Number two, a healthy mind thinks healthy thoughts. And with those two things in mind, I want to ask you sort of a chicken and the egg question just for you to ponder, for you to consider. Does mental health produce healthy thoughts? Or do healthy thoughts create mental health? And conversely, does mental illness produce unhealthy thoughts? Or do unhealthy thoughts produce mental illness? The answer to that question would obviously mean and instruct us on how to be mentally healthy. Okay, if healthy thoughts produce mental health, then we have control over our own mental health. Right? Now, this I know. I know that some percentage of mental illness is related to chemical things in our bodies. How do I know that? From personal experience, all right? I consider myself a pretty, to have a pretty disciplined mind. And yet, over the summer, as I was having delusion, is that the word, uh, uh, in, with the fevers, I was hallucinating. And before a fever came on, I would know, all right, next time I have a fever, I'm going to face this same thing. And I would determine with all my strength that I was not going to let it affect my mind. But no matter how much I determined to, to do that, I would fail again. Whatever was influencing me while I was going through the fever, that's where my mind would go. One night I had uh, earbuds in and I was listening to some sermons about uh, Moses and the children of Israel going through the wilderness. And, the whole, and I had a fever and the whole time that I was listening to that, I was fighting the Amorites and the Amalekites. I mean, I was down there on the battlefield. It was so real to me. And I don't mean it was a dream. I mean, it went on for hours because that's what had influenced my mind. Another night, the Yankee game was on. And the whole time that I'm having this fever, I'm making baseball trades. And, uh, you know, I'm sending this guy to this team and taking this guy from this team and bringing him on the Yankees. And I'm, you know, I'm talking to general managers and we're getting things done. And I remember at one time, uh, Amy, Amy being across the room and saying, are you okay? I said, oh, everything's good over here. We're just making trades. It's all good. And uh, no matter how strongly I determined, I am not going to go off the wagon this time. Uh, I would, I would again. And so I know from experience 
that to some degree your physical, physical condition can affect you mentally. But at the same time, and I'm not claiming to be a mental health expert, but can, by the way, can we concede this one point in our society that maybe there's no such thing as a mental health expert because we're losing the battle, aren't we? So I'm not a mental, and I'm not criticizing those who are. But the fact is, there are certain things that are obvious that we can see for ourselves. And by the way, we can put into action in our own lives. So if we ask this question, does mental illness produce unhealthy thoughts or do unhealthy thoughts produce mental illness? Does mental health produce healthy thoughts or do healthy thoughts produce? I believe with all my heart to some degree, mental health is the result of consciously thinking healthy thoughts. And the Bible confirms that. The Bible definitely promotes thinking healthy thoughts. So, And healthy thinking would absolutely eliminate a large percentage of mental illness. Imagine if we could feed our minds properly to the point where we narrow down the mental illness in our society to that which can only be treated chemically. There is nothing to be lost by disciplining ourselves to think healthy thoughts. So let's look at what the Bible has to say, and this is not as long as it sounds. It's going to go very quickly. But I want to give you seven characteristics of healthy thinking based on the passage we just read, Philippians 4, 6 through 9. Seven characteristics of healthy, healthy thinking. Number one, healthy thinking keeps every detail of life before the Lord. Verse number six, be careful. That, that means don't, don't, don't worry. Don't give a care, as we used to say when I was a kid. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Notice it says, in everything. Healthy thinking keeps every detail of life before the Lord. And don't miss what the result of that is. The peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. How many think that if the peace of God is keeping my mind, I'm going to be mentally healthy? Yeah, I am. So that is the result of keeping everything in life before the Lord. People who panic, people who fret, people who get worked up about circumstances, you don't hear them talking about problems in the context of God. If they're not talking about their problems in the context of God, that means they're not praying about their problems. We, you need to see every detail of life in the context of God. Keep it before the Lord. Don't get worked up about the people involved in every circumstance. God, what are you doing? God, you show me the way. You show me how to handle this. You show me what the solutions are. Healthy thinking keeps every detail of life before the Lord. Listen, 
If there is a God, if he is the creator, and I'm only saying if in a, in a, to, to, in a hypothetical way, we know there is, we, we believe there is. But if there is a God, and if there is a creator, and if he created us, and if he created the whole world, and if he is the way, the truth, and the life, then to exclude him from our thought process is confusion. You're always going to be confused when you look at the creation and eliminate the creator. You're always going to be confused if you view life without including the way, the truth, and the life. So healthy thinking keeps every detail of life before the Lord. Second characteristic of healthy thinking. Healthy thinking is inseparably linked to the peace of God. Verse 7, the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, somehow we have the idea that there's other ways for our minds to be kept. But the peace of God is just one of them. I don't, I don't agree with that. You say, well, I know somebody who doesn't even believe there's a God and they, they, have, a, they have a healthy mind. It's God's mercy that they may have held it together, but the fact of the matter is the only guaranteed prescription is for the peace of God to keep your heart and mind. And by the way, why should believers be looking for any other option? Well, you know, this guy's an agnostic, but he wrote a good book. Why should you need to consider that option when you've got this book? The book of Proverbs says there is no counsel apart from the Lord. So why would I want to know what an agnostic or an atheist has to say about a healthy mind when I've got the peace of God? Healthy thinking is inseparably linked to the peace of God. Number three, healthy thinking is on purpose thinking. Verse 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, virtue, praise, think on these things. Now, if the Bible tells us to think on purpose, that means that it is possible to think on purpose. And I believe this. I don't care where anyone's mind is. They can choose or be taught to think on purpose. And you can certainly think on purpose. You may have times where your mind is, things are turbulent up there, things are crazy, but you can choose to think on purpose. That's what meditation is. That's why it's so important to memorize scripture and meditate on it. Do you know when you have a verse of scripture going through your mind, that is thinking on purpose. I think I might have shared this with you already, but I got to say again, this just blew me away. I was reading Psalm 22 the other day. Psalm 22 is one of the greatest of the messianic psalms predicting the events of the cross. Psalm 22 begins with, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's word for word what Jesus said on the cross. Now, I've always looked at, looked at it from the angle of that was David being used of the Spirit of God to predict what Jesus said when he was being crucified, which is accurate. But there's another angle to it. 
And that is, I believe Jesus had memorized Psalm 22. And he was quoting the scriptures that he had memorized as he went through and endured the agony of the cross. Imagine that. Because that's what you and I can do. We can memorize scripture and quote it and let it run through our minds as we endure the agonies and the difficulties of life. And that is on purpose thinking. The opposite of on purpose thinking is letting other influences or even your own flesh control what you think. The Opposite of on-purpose thinking is random thinking. And way too many believers are guilty of random thinking. And I want to work hard so that when I catch myself random thinking, I get it back on course and say, Spirit of God, you be in control of my thoughts, please. And letting the Word of God running through your, run through your mind. Listen, this is important stuff. I, we have got to work hard to guard what controls our thinking. Do not let the pop culture control your thinking. If you're going to, if you're going to watch a, a, a movie or listen to a song or whatever, you better be sure you know who wrote that. You better be sure you know who's performing that. Do not let trends determine what you think about. When I was a, a teenager, by the grace of God, I refused to let trends run my life. Now, I, I've realized, you know, he's old oh, pastor. You say all the time you grew up in that drinking, cheating country music. I did, but here's what I don't say often. When I was 15, I took all of my albums, threw them away, and didn't touch them again. And it wasn't for about 20, uh, 15 years after that that I started to revisit some songs that weren't so bad, whether that was right or wrong. But for about 15 years of my life, I had nothing to do with it. Because I realized, man, this is not helping me towards my purposes in life to be listening to drinking and cheating songs. But I refuse to let, there's so many things. I know I know way too much about, you know, uh, TV shows and so forth from the 70s and 80s. But I'll tell you, there's an awful lot of TV shows, primetime stuff that I never saw. Because, partially because my parents wouldn't let me see some. And there's others that I just didn't want anything to do with. Because I refused to let other things control my thinking. As I grew older, as I matured, I, I decided I will determine what thoughts I think. Not the who's at, on top of the charts. Not who's the hottest movie star. Not the latest movie. Man, the world is such slaves. Here's the latest movie. Everybody's got to run down and see it. They have no idea the content of that movie. And by the way, Disney is totally taking advantage of that to change what we think about right and wrong. And hey, we're so stupid, we just go right along. We all got to go see it. And they are dictating what we think and what we believe. Be very careful.
Let me say this. If I was a teenager right now, and I don't know if I'm saying this name right, I wouldn't have anything to do. I wouldn't come within a million miles of Billie Eilish. Did I say that right? Wouldn't have anything to do with her. Just based upon what she's selling to the world right now, you have no control over where she's taking you. You have no, and here's the crazy thing, if I understand this right, her thing, her stick is she sings words that you can't even understand. Is, am I right about that? She's singing words that on purpose you can't understand. Oh, that's a great idea. I mean, when I was a kid, they were singing words that you couldn't understand, but it was still getting through, you know, Kiss and Foreigner and all those good people. But now on purpose, she, remember that backward masking stuff? Anyway, uh, but, but um, you, you, played, uh, you played Queen backwards. Another one bites the dust. You moved the record backwards and said, some of us smoke marijuana. Anyway, that was crazy stuff. But, but here's, a, here's a girl that's, that's uh, making her name on purpose, singing words that you can't understand. You tell me there's not some mind control in there somewhere. I wouldn't have a thing to do with that if I was you. Healthy thinking is on purpose thinking. Number four, healthy thinking focuses on positive ideas. Focuses on positive ideas. Far too many people have no idea how negative they are. How bad things, oh, it's so awful and it's not fair and it's so, oh my goodness. Focus on positive ideas. Finally, brethren, what sort of things are true, honest, just, pure, loving? You say, what? Is some kind of Pollyanna you just ignore the problems? No. You address problems, fix problems, and get back to focusing on the positive. Number five, healthy thinking focuses on solutions, not problems. Did I just say that? Focuses on solutions, not problems. I'm talking about focus. I'm not talking about ignoring problems. I'm talking about you have a time and a place to address problems. You bring them up. You talk about them. And then you move on. You don't sit there and rehash the problem. Oh, yeah, because I'm telling you. I saw, oh, yeah, yeah, because I'm telling you. I just, oh, okay, we just addressed that. It's time to move on and, and proceed with the positive. Not, not happy thought positive, Bible positive. Number six, healthy thinking focuses on godly truths, not on people. Do you know people are not the cause of your problems? So if people are not the cause of your problems, and you know, by the way, most of us don't believe that. Because most of us have in mind right now somebody that we are blaming for why this isn't working. When people do things that affect me, I want to go to the Lord. Lord, why is he doing that? Look at, look at the contrast of David and Saul. When Saul attacked David, David went to God and said, why is he doing this? What's going on? But what did Saul do when he felt threatened by David? He just went after David. Healthy thinking focuses on God. Unhealthy thinking, blame, and oh, this, this, you, there's, you, you're, you're the reason this is, these the reason this is, they're doing this to me. As long as you think people can stop you, people can stop you. But God is in control. And healthy thinking focuses on godly truths, not on people. Number seven, hey, we're done. 
Healthy thinking focuses on ideas relevant to your life. That's what all those things have in common in verse 8. By the way, verse 9, I love that too. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, this is Paul talking to the church in Philippi, do. Do those things which we've learned. Do those things which you have received. Do those things which you've heard. Do those things which you've seen in me. And what will happen when you do that? The God of peace shall be with you. Healthy thinking focuses on ideas relevant to your life. Listen, there's only so much good that can, talk, that can come from you thinking and talking about what's got to be done in Washington. There's only so much good that can come from you thinking and talking about what needs to be done at the border. You can't do anything about it. How is it helping you? Now, look, if you can do something about it, think about it, talk about it, and then do it. But if you can't, that's who goes crazy. The people who is the person who is constantly focused on things he can't do anything about. The person who's constantly thinking and talking and complaining about things that are so not relevant to his life. Paul said, those things which ye have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do that. Think about the things that are relevant to your life. Not solving all the problems in the world. Healthy thinking. Does mental health produce healthy thoughts or do healthy thoughts produce mental health? I'm sure there's some, I'm sure there's some snowball effect in there. But if you want to be mentally strong, and I do, by the way, I want to be mentally strong, okay, then I want to feed my own mind what God says to feed my own mind. And to some extent, whatever I have in my future mentally, to some extent, I'm going to be stronger and more stable if I follow God's recipe than if I just sit and let all these thoughts flood my mind, let my mind wander let Netflix take control of where my mind goes. Let the, the billboard charts, they still have billboard charts, I don't know. Let the pop songs take, say, hey, hey, singer, who's the latest singer? Who's the latest boy band? Take my thoughts wherever you want to. Oh, that's dangerous. And whatever else is true or not true when it comes to mental health, you cannot tell me that when we let the pop culture control where our thoughts go that it does not have a detrimental and a deadly effect on us it absolutely does think on these things